When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online, brought to you by Giovanni's. A difficult start to 2019 for Cardiff City and no transfers as yet at the time of speaking, of course. But we're back in the studio here, Dominic Booth with Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. We'll discuss the poor performance against Huddersfield. We'll look ahead to Newcastle and, of course, have that chat about transfers with everyone seemingly talking about one man, Emiliano Sala. Nathan, welcome. Good afternoon, Just afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Paul. Hello. And let's get straight into it then. We'll start with Huddersfield, which, let's be, let's be honest about this, Nathan. Let's not pull any punches. Does that sum it up for you? It kind of does, yeah. It was uh, probably our worst performance, I'd say, this season. Uh, even going back to early season, the difference with early season, uh, there wasn't... Um, you know, they they was they were still adapting to the Premier League. Well, we've got over those things now. I just thought, and and it happens, Dom. You have games where you're just not at the races. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I've been there myself. I've played in games like it. Um, it's just unusual. I said this online. It's just unusual that when you know the significance of a game and the magnitude of that particular game and what it meant a win um, it's surprising that the boys didn't turn up but you know it happens mate you know it's uh, if you're looking over the course of the last say 10 games it's the first time you could say it's the first time this season for me that I would say they haven't turned up you know can we ask why because is it the FA Cup defeat to Gillingham which maybe knocked confidence the Lack of transfers, in need of a boost, maybe people well, might if, say. If you remember, we did speak about that. We spoke about the possibilities of uh, who did they lose to before? Gillingham? Spurs, wasn't Spurs. It? They lost to Spurs, then they lost to Gillingham, and we said, regardless of what team they put out, it'll still be a loss to Gillingham, which can then kick into suffering of confidence if you then go and lose to Huddersfield. And we were saying we're making the point: Huddersfield's a game that you had to win for more than just the points for the confidence for the fact that they're below you in the table and the gap you can create and mm. you were going to put yourself into 21 points and so on and so forth so there was a lot riding on that game so um, it, it, listen it's disappointing but like I said earlier on uh, I'm one of the earlier additions you know no one expected us to be in the position we're in and you know but remarkably, still outside the relegation zone, despite that performance. Yeah. And, but it was a worse performance I, than a result, really, wasn't it? The, I, I think that's what was highlighted by everybody and the fans alike. Was listen, if you play like that, you've got no chance of staying mm. in the league. All right, 
And in fairness, they haven't played like that. Not too often, no. No, I wouldn't say they've played like that this season. That was just a dead stock performance to me. And, you know, I would expect them to come out, you know, all guns blazing next game and uh, really, you know, reverse that sort of performance, if you like. Because, um, like I said, the significance of it, and for them not to perform at anywhere near their best, you wouldn't even, out of 10, you'd probably give them, you know, three. Uh, two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. performance level. You know, which, I don't know, maybe, maybe they, uh, again, I thought maybe a bit of complacency, maybe they, it crept into their head because they'd had a, they'd got that monkey off their back of that first win away. And when we're sat on 18 points, I'm worse sat outside the relegation zone, and people had changed their rhetoric. Maybe it was a bit of, you know, complacency, thinking we just need to turn up and beat Huddersfield. Or maybe it was it was the first time that you, it was put on your toes, that you've, you're expected to be. I said it before the game, actually, to someone in the, in the right. press room. I said, when have Cardiff ever been sort of favorites. big fate? And not just yeah. favourites, Blake. Like, yeah, favorites, like, yeah. Everyone expected them to win the yeah, game. Yeah, roll over. Yeah. Roll over Huddersfield. And in fairness to Huddersfield. They played well, actually. That quartet and uh, midfield, they played really, really well. I thought that Billing was very good in midfield. Phil Billing, he had a very good yeah, game. Cardiff I thought Punchel was brilliant for long he been out. I thought, um, I thought, I thought they 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 done really well. I really did. Paul, how do how do Cardiff put that aside and kick on? Because it's another crucial game coming up this weekend, of course, against Newcastle. Well, I think I think they they address the reasons that they played poorly. Whether it's complacency or whatever, that's easy to get over, right? But I think. And really, we need Blakey's insight into this. But you know, I, I tweeted at half time. For me, this is the worst. Given the standard of opposition, this is the worst performance I forty five minutes I've seen from Cardiff all season. And I was there when they've been battered by Liverpool, Chelsea. I've seen Man City, but that was the worst for me. I remember saying they're sitting too deep, Blakey. Mm. The midfield is far too deep as part of that as well. Whereas against Leicester, Camarasa, Arta. And Gunnison were hunting as a trio in packs on mm. the front foot all game long. Patterson didn't look fit up top to me, and I think his limitations that you have gone on about Blakey were ex- as a striker were exposed. That's not Patterson's fault, right? But no, he's you know, done a great he hasn't, job. He hasn't got mm. the pace to run in behind the, mm-hmm. the, the, the others. Um, it was as basic as the a, passing as well, Paul. The passing I've, was just I've, off. I've got to say, the substitutions I found a little bit questionable. I, I've questioned very little that Neil Warnock's done this season, and I won't for the rest of the season probably, but I thought leaving Bobby Reid and Josh Murphy on the bench I didn't get that. when it was crying out for significant change, putting Joe Rowles on for Camarasa for me was a defensive move rather than an offensive move. I think Camarasa was carrying injury though, wasn't he? No, no, but, but the, when he came off, they could have put Bobby Reid on, yeah, yeah, as a proper turn. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and sending Healy on ahead of Murphy and Reid, I, 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 I struggled I, with that I, 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 I don't I'm happy know to which. be told I'm wrong here. No, 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 I think, I think what Neil Warnock is thinking there is, I think he, he's, maybe being a bit too clever I think if you bring back uh, Healy and I've always rated him I think he's a, a good player I think if you bring back Healy and put him straight in and he nicks a goal everyone goes wow master stroke yeah blah blah blah, blah. if you play well and win it goes. It gets overlooked the performance was so poor 
you're highlighting every single decision you're looking at it and you think to yourself well logic well, what what logically makes Healy step ahead of Reed? Well, his record, record doesn't compare, does it? Well, he's not even been uh, for a start. It's not fair on Reese. He's gone from playing MK Dong's MK Dong's League Two to Premier League. Now, come on, you're asking a player to step up three leagues to arguably the best league in the world. Okay, you're up against Huddersfield, but you're asking him to step up, and it's still the pressures of this is the Premier League. In a team that he hasn't played for for how long? Last yeah, time he's, he's been on loan since the start of the season and was on loan at the back end of last season. So a year, not played with some of these players he hasn't even met. He's trained with them for a week, maybe. If that, I've oh. gone straight in and played. I, I I really thought to myself, I really felt for Bobby Reed because I thought that game was crying out for him. To be honest yeah. with you, Blake I thought his pace and trickery. Yeah, well. yeah, his pace and trickery. I thought. He would have caused them all sorts. Really caused them all so, sorts. So, because we, sorry, Paul, we said, didn't we? You know, if Camarasa, Camarasa is your advanced midfielder in a, in a three. Yeah. So, and so, if he's not there, the game that Reed played, where he scored, I can't remember who it was, but he worked back into midfield as well. Fulham wasn't it? Yeah, at Fulham, home. I thought he was really tremendous well. in that game, and I thought that game was set up for someone like him to just go and cause havoc, but. He does a great defensive shift as well. So I, against that calibre of opposition, absolutely, Reed's, Reed's proven last season for Bristol absolutely. City and so, for Cardiff. So to answer your question, Dom, of, of how do they bounce back from it, I think I think there are lessons to learn there. I I also think that um, you know there's less pressure on them away from home. If that if you see what I mean, so, you know there's less. You know, a draw against Newcastle, I would take that now. Blakey well, may, may them, not. Keeps I, I would take that now. Yeah. I would not. Somebody said to me at heart, well, I think you said to me during the game, would you take a draw now well, after about 65 minutes when Huddersfield were right on top? That's why I, I said it, because it looked I, like they I could know, lose. And I, I said, no, I wouldn't. But I would take it against Newcastle right now, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. On a positive note, and kind of take this going into, um, into the um, Newcastle game, I think that's the third clean sheet in four Premier League matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge, brilliant foundation from which to build upon. Mm. And I also thought Blakey's mate was fantastic, Mendes Lang. Mm. I thought upon his return, and again, I was a bit bemused that he was taken off. I can only it down to tiredness or something, although he'd just gone on a wonder run just mm. before that. Mm. But I thought Mendes Lang offered something that the rest of the Cardiff team couldn't offer in terms of a cutting edge. So mm. I think he could. Could, could he be a factor, Blakey, in the closing I would months love, of the I would love, if I was Or is he out of his depth at this I, level? Oh, Mendes? Yeah. No, if I was managing Mendes, I would probably do extra sessions with him, just one-on-one with a full-back all the time. Just getting past him, getting past him, getting past him, getting past him, getting him back into that. Because he's so... I said, I've said it before, he's so well-disciplined as a winger. Mm. Right? Full-backs, every full-back I know would love to play with him because of his discipline mm. defensively mm. he's always in the right position he tracks he'll track you out of the stadium if he has to <laughs> he's fantastic and he is okay people say oh yeah he's not the most skilled player but I th- listen when you've got that raw pace it doesn't yeah. have to be does it he? doesn't have to be it's what I've been saying about Junior yeah. just push it past him and go right because what it does it frightens the life out of the, yeah. defense, the whole of them yeah. the keeper's on Eggshells, he's thinking, shall I come, shall I stay, shall I come, yeah. shall I stay? 
And, you know, that little turn he done and then got yeah. outside the fullback. And for, I thought, yeah, brilliant. So for me, and you got to understand, Paul, the more games you play at this level, because let's not forget, he, he, he come from League One. Yeah. Yeah, and in two seasons he's in the Premier League, yeah. and he's been and he's had a major injury as well. Yeah, mate, you know, give him a run of ten, fifteen games. I think he becomes our biggest threat. Do you really? Yeah. yeah, because yeah. I think he's more aggressive than Murphy. Yeah, yeah, he's. I I would say in a probably in a flat race they're probably neck and neck. Yeah, I'm not sure who would win, but yeah. maybe one of them would be just ahead of the yeah. other. But his power. And his position on his discipline and his aggression, he doesn't get knocked off the ball. He doesn't doesn't duck out of anything. He'll go into anybody. He'll yeah. run anybody. What I love about him, he doesn't seem to have any sort of fear about who he's playing against yeah. and what league he's playing in. And I think that is that is foundation of your confidence to build and become a, a good Premier League player. Right. He's not going to be Gareth Bale, yeah. But I would say he could be. Or he could become. He's almost Gareth Bale without finesse, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. A, he's a he's a proper boy. I, I I've always liked him, you know. And also, Blakey, we talk about lack of fitness, and Patterson maybe was carrying a knock. Camarasa and Bamba looked like they were maybe carrying knocks as well. Yeah, I think Warnock said that. Worrying, yeah. Mendes Lang's not played a huge amount of football, so could he? Could it now be his time to shine? Almost difficult winter period that you talk about. You need freshness, yeah. fresh legs, and yeah, Mendes yeah. Because if you notice, so most of the injuries are muscle injuries. People are going down with hamstrings, and a lot it's of always that. it's always between December and say mid February. We've got that stretch where you go through the cold winter, into the cold winter, and then into the Christmas period, which really takes it out of you. Then January, where it's freezing, and then the muscles start to fatigue and pull and what have you. So you're at that period at the moment. But as you say, Dom, he's, um, he's fresh as a daisy. And we already know when, you know, the season, he first come, the last season, his, you know, his first three or four months, his fitness level is incredible in games. He did actually tail off at this at this time last season, actually, Mendes Lang. But the mm. fact that he's not played yeah. maybe means he can have his purple patch Yeah, now. yeah. And I, but I always say, when he tailed off, he was always very good positionally. He always he's done never a job for you. He's brilliant. He? Yeah. He's brilliant. Probably could say the same about reading that he may be a bit fresh and could play uh, like more I say, prominent a role. I, 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 I think if Neil Warnock probably had that game again, he'd probably change one or two personnel because I think he, yeah. he kind of... I think he outtrumped himself a bit. I think he probably thought too much about how I'm going to maybe chuck a curveball and probably chuck too many curveballs rather than just saying, I'll just stick to that and maybe I'll have a plan A and a plan B. And that'll be it. It was kind of like. It was I agree a bit, completely. It was yeah. a bit wishy washy. Second, guess. Second guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about personnel. One potentially forced change of personnel against Newcastle this weekend and maybe beyond that is the captain, Sean Morrison, who we believe uh, has had a, an operation, or procedure, sorry. Um, Cardiff City released this statement late on Tuesday, Paul. If we're talking about Morrison being missing, what does that mean for the back line? It probably means Bruno Manga comes into centre-back. But could it actually benefit Cardiff? Because Morrison has struggled of late. Well, um, the other thing to say is that Matt Connolly was going to Hull on yeah. loan and that got pulled at the last minute on Tuesday night because of the concerns about Morrison. So one presumes because because Connolly has um, been brought back by Cardiff, 
at the last at the eleventh hour. One presumes there is a doubt about Morrison for the Newcastle game. Um, listen, a lot. We've of, called for Manga at centre back on this podcast for for a while now. So I, I think Manga, pound for pound, Manga has arguably been. Well, you know, you can He's argue Etheridge. You can argue Etheridge. You can argue Camarasa. You can argue our. I don't think Camarasa has been as consistent. Okay. As, I, th- I think Manga Manga's arguably been best, mm. the best player, and he's done it playing out of position at right back, mm. centre back. You know, he's got two choices, isn't he, Neil? He either puts Manga across and Peltier in the right back. Yeah. Or he leaves Manga where he is and brings Connolly in. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Or he buys someone. <laughs> That's proving a bit difficult, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. 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 What, what, what do you think, Blakey? I think you'll go. You, I, I think you'll go with the Manga across and the um, Paltier into yeah. defensive. Because you've talked up Manga and Bamba quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I would yeah. love to see that partnership. I, yeah. I would have loved to see it like flourish and develop. Yeah. Because you know. It sounds cold, but I'm not sentimental about people. No. You know, I just want to win. Yeah. Not by all costs, because I don't want to kill anybody, but players have to understand when, you know, it's called for, the situation is called for. Yeah. Things move on. Yeah. And when you're progressing, you know, sometimes you're surplus to requirements. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And, you know, this game is about winning games, getting points and trying to get this capital city to survive in the Premier yeah. League. It's yeah. not about anybody's personal choices of liking someone or disliking someone or don't want to do this because he's that or this or that. I'm not interested in all that. All I'm interested in is best team, squad, right, out of those 22 players, I'm going to pick my best 11 to go out and win games. Yeah. And I believe that. I would love to see Bamba and Manga in that centre-back partnership because yeah. I think Bruno's had a fantastic season but I will say if he is if he is moved into that position again it's a change so even though it's his natural position yeah. he's not naturally been there yeah. for six months yeah. a year so it's going to take him a time to adjust back yeah. to that position so yeah. expect a mistake or two but then don't jump on him and say ah oh, you know oh, Morrison back in <laughs> we've got to let him you know get his feet and Get used to playing with Peldia and alongside Saul, and yeah. you know it's a totally different role. So yeah, cut him some slack. I think, I, think I, I mean a lot of fans talk about this as well, don't they, Tom? You know? Yeah, well, Manga's been very popular this season because I think fans see that he's a little bit wasted at right back, and I don't mean that as any disrespect because I just think his skills are mm. better suited to a centre position. He doesn't. We spoke about it before. He doesn't want to surge forward mm. on the overlap. But when see. he does, he always does well. Yeah, he does. He, he does his that. best. That yeah, sounds really patronising, but he really yeah, he does. always does a good job when he does go forward. But yeah. it's not it's not his natural game to go forward. No. What I like seeing is when the ball comes up, a high ball comes up, and he's defending. The way he brings it down mm. with such skill, I don't mm. think anyone else in the Cardiff team can do that. Mm. Maybe Camarasa could, but not in a defensive mm. way. So I, I'd love to see Munger given a go at centre back, and mm. we probably need to talk about whether that means Cardiff should then go and sign a right-back. Well, I think they've been desperate for a right-back and it's been documented. Yeah. And I've said probably since last season, by playing Manga as that right-back when Peltier was in there, you are going to need, because if you're in the Premier League, and this is about like recruitment, scouting and understanding, you know, it, it, don't get to the party, you know, you know, get your outfit before the party. Do you know what I mean? Don't get to the party yeah. and get dressed. Do it before. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you, you last season to me, once, okay, towards the end of the season, when it became 
highly likely we were going to go up. All right. No disrespect to Lee Peltier. I've always said love him because he's a knuckler, takes people out, right? But he doesn't want to go forward. That's patently obvious to everybody. He's not a right back who's going to surge down the line, overlap, get crosses in. He just wants to give to his wing and sit. And I like those kind of defenders, but you're stepping up to the Premier League. So, you know, the the problem of needing a right back, which Neil has identified, to me has been sat there for an eternity yeah, go almost. Out, go out you know and sort mean? it, you're Yeah, you can... You can the Daniel Klein should have had it obviously. in the summer. You know what I mean? It, it should have been a, a seen to in the summer. Go out and sign. We said last season we're going to need far more attack-minded fullbacks, And they need to get forward. We said Bennett can do it. He's got a great cross of the ball on the run, but needs to do it more. Start the season, it wasn't developing. But you wait until January... And you're still, you know that's a major problem and you're still not resolving it. There seems to be all this focus on a striker. Well, okay, let someone deal with that. Chief exec, chairman, whoever, right, we need to go and get that full back there. Why? Because that is going to give us, help us, you know, gather points towards the end of the season. It gives yeah. us better options. Well, not different options, better options. Well, Bournemouth wanted a striker and a right back and they got them in the first few days of the window. Well, that's, and Solanke and Klein, you know, obviously wanted Klein. You know, it's... it's I don't know. I don't know. Problems don't in the transfer market, which we're actually going to discuss after the break. So we'll be back in a short while for that. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So we'll start with Nathaniel Klein and Adrian Tamizi, who Cardiff missed out on, but we want to get quickly on to Emiliano Salah. Mm. Nathan, two transfers going by the wayside mm. earlier in the window. I thought it's worried, it's worried fans. Has mm. it worried you? Yes, uh, I would say. I'm not worried when I've you know, stayed up at night and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you've got to look at it and think to yourself, you know, why? Excuse me, everybody wants to play in the Premier League or La Liga one of the two that's the, the two biggest and brightest leagues in the world you know so when that opportunity comes around you've got to ask yourself why would a player um, turn down that opportunity and then you've got to write okay well we have to look at ourselves you know are we did the player look at the training facilities and think nah did he look at the coaching and think nah did he look at the manager and think nah did he look at the system of play and think nah they look at the personnel and think, nah, you know, and, and it's no good then chucking your toys out of a pram and saying, well, we do, we forget it then. Because all players are going to do that. You know, if, if you're signing for Cardiff tomorrow, you're going to want to know, right, yeah. what's the club like, what's the manager like, what's the boys like, what system of play, you know, how many games they won, what's it like to live in that city, you know. All these things. Well, so that's, that's one thing they won't be saying nah to because it's a wonderful city, isn't beach, it? Beach, so, city, yeah. countryside. Got everything. God's country yeah. in it. So it's no problem on that front. Only two hours from London, like I always say, that's a big positive as well. But you have to ask yourself, right, what, what, what is it that these players, like Klein, like Tamezi, like Salah, although there's speculation that he is going to come, why are they questioning, you know, whether to come or not, what is their 
of significance that's holding them back or stopping them. Well, can anyone answer that? Can Can you have a go, Paul? Well, I think Klein. It clearly is down to the style of football, is it not? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, England um, international probably wanted to play former. for him. That one, team that doing better in the league. One. To me, something was going on behind the scenes. Well, Cardiff. Cardiff, Cardiff we're going to announce that deal over the late weekend or the Monday morning. And I noticed then on the Sunday, he was playing for his club side in France. And I thought, aye, aye, something's not right here. If you're coming to join any team, you're not suddenly playing. And so something went awry there for whatever reason. Cardiff pulled that. They've not gone into detail on that publicly, but they pulled out of that one. Um, Emiliano Salas playing for uh, Nantes against Nîmes on Wednesday night. You know, and he played against Rennes the other night. Um, Warnock uh, fans won't like to hear this, but Warnock did warn this would go to the wire, uh, and and we've had the old things like Salas come over here this week, and, and was it Salah or Salah? How do you pronounce it? Well, we're getting confused between well, let's Mo, call it we, Salah. So. Let's, um, he, he, he came over here on Monday, but is playing for Nantes on Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. So that deal's not being done just yet. So uh, why is it going to the wire? Though? That's what I don't understand. Uh, you, you, but it is. It was identified the targets positions we needed. Right? I don't understand. Listen, I understand the, the ramifications of a transfer and they can go wrong in so many ways. Yeah. But I always say you have your, you know, if it's me and you, Paul, we have our A, B and C in that yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Now, let's say you got three positions to fill. That's nine boys. Yeah? You can have three for each position. If I can't get him, I want him. Yeah. And if I can't get him, I want him. Now, if we say nine players, the chances of us losing out on all nine has to be slim, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Few or far between, I would say as well. You know, so you've got to ask, right? What is what is the problem? I guess the answer is because there's got to be a problem of some sort. I, I guess the answer is you say, why is it going to the wire? That's a very simplistic answer. You won't like here, Blakey. Mm-hmm. But my answer to that is, and I'm not defending the football club here, by the way. But my answer is because that's what happens in these transfer windows. Since they Only bought, to us, though. Well, no, it's not just to Cardiff. Since, since they bought in these windows, it just seems to be everything pitches yeah, but you towards know, the it, last, it, it, how many, last how long has, How long has the transfer window been going? No, it has. I don't, Do you know what I mean? I'm not disagreeing with We're halfway it. through, aren't we? No, I mean, as in the system. Yeah, it's but, been going like oh, a yeah, decade or more. Yeah. Apart from Bournemouth. You know the system. I'm happy to be correct on this. So I think I'm right in saying, apart from Bournemouth, no Premier League team has particularly done... Much. Well, um, Chelsea signed Pulisic. In the yeah, but he's not. Day. He's not playing for another year. Has well, they he? sorted so, out the loan you know, back um, option. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, we're talking about Bournemouth. Yeah, but look how quickly Chelsea got that deal done. Got him, signed him, and loaned him back all within. Yeah, so we're talking two teams. Yeah, uh, out of twenty. And, and, there, and there will there will be others. Feel right? There will be others. Mm. But Cardiff. To be fair to them, it appears they did have their A targets, which were Klein and Tamizi, mm-hmm. and they thought they they thought they got them both. Now, Klein ah. decided they they did. They ah, war, what do your mother used to tell you? War, this is like a completely new. War, part don't of the count show, your chickens. Well, obviously, because they thought that you know <laughs> they were pretty much over the line, both of them. 
and mm. clearly they weren't for whatever reasons. So they've had to go from plan A to you say to plan B, mm. yeah. And it may past, well did to Maisie set foot in Wales? I don't know. I don't know. That would be a telltale I, sign. I, I don't know is the honest answer to that. Well, we know, know we know that Emiliano Salah has set foot in Wales. He mm-hmm. had talks on Monday evening with the club. Blakey, that won't do, look good if he don't sign. No, well, and with getting conflicting reports from friends that he's accepted the deal or not accepted or none have accepted and not accepted. So it's it's a it's a saga. Mm. It's an Emiliano saga. Mm. Um, Nothing's ever straightforward. You've it. watched him a little bit, haven't you, Nathan? So I watched him the other night. Tell us a bit about. Yeah, Ren Ren played uh, non or non played Ren. It's a derby in France, so you know, big game, good game to watch him in. Um, flat-footed player, runs very heel to toe, very flat-footed. Um, not very, quick, is it? Very much not quick at all. Very much a width of the box player. Not going to run into channels from time to time. Will do, but he's not. He's not an athlete then. Um, and what we'll have to do is we'll have to deliver crosses because he likes to attack the ball from crosses, especially in the air. And the likes of Junior Murphy, they've been playing as winger stroke centre forwards. They're going to have to be wing providers. They're going to have to put a lot of crosses in the box uh, for this player to be successful in the Premier League, in my opinion. But um, hold up play... Okay, because uh, that's important for Cardiff. Isn't yeah, not not have to be straight, not brilliant, not someone who it stood out. I thought, yeah, he's a beast, like you know, getting around him or anything like that. Um, but put himself about, run hard, you know, had a good goal. Uh, got dragged after about sixty minutes in the game, but um, yeah, Cardiff will definitely have to alter the way they play for that boy to get goals in the Premier League it's, you know what I don't like is when you just sign a player put him in and say right well, mm. I had that at Bolton when I first signed Colin Todd signed me and said oh we needed someone to put the ball in the net yeah that's all we need Yeah. and when I signed after four or five games I was like you needed a miracle you didn't need a player you needed miracles mate no one no near so what no. were they doing that didn't suit you well at, at Bolton well at Bolton we just weren't strong enough as a team it wasn't like any one player not doing something. We just weren't good enough yeah. as a, a collective. Do you know what I mean? Myself included, stepped into that position. Still didn't prove us enough to be good enough to stay in the Premier League. It's as simple as that. You know, you've got to admit it, take it on the chin. But we are going to have to, as in Cardiff, we're going to have to adapt with the way they play, definitely. Um, and they've got to realise as well, you know, he's up against playing one up front for Nantes against you know French league opposition it's different to playing one up front in the Premier League mm. but people do adapt don't they yeah, well, some people do and some people don't it's fast it's quick it's aggressive it's strong this league it's highly technical you know it's got the best of everything across the board so you know if you're facing a Huddersfield every week it's a different kettle of fish but when you're facing the kind of teams and defences and managers and tactics that he's going to be coming up against, it is a definite step up, probably two step ups from league, Liga. You talk about, mm-hmm. it, well, it clearly is, but obviously Cardiff are in a, a position where necessity is king and they have to get who they can and obviously they've identified him. Mm-hmm. But should they be paying whatever it may be, 15, 20 million pounds for someone who they have to adapt to? 
Or is it, is it just I, I they just, can't get someone who will fit? I just think they're not gonna. You're not gonna get anyone for less than twenty million quid who's half decent. Mm. As simple as that. You, you, the twenty million mark is for an average player now. You, know, you don't look at Salah. You don't look at Salah and think, oh, you know, he's gonna change us, you know, drastically or anything like that. If you ask me, can he get? 10 goals if he does come could he get 10 goals between now and the end of the season yeah but not in the way right well first of all we need that. more of the ball I think that was so evident against Huddersfield Huddersfield resting in possession of the ball is so important keep it keep it keep it keep it you rest in possession now because if you're out of possession you're chasing it's as simple yeah. as that so you cannot afford to you can't afford to get Huddersfield can't come to Cardiff City and get 65, 70% of possession. Well, they did. What, you know, what, what you're talking about. You know, that is a <laughs> definite what you're talking about, Willis sort of thing. It can happen. You've got to improve. And we've said that all season. Cardiff need to improve their possession stats. Possession of the football. It's key. It's it key. like they were going to as well. What are the other ways they've got to change them? By just getting the wingers going down the wing? And well, the wingers, are, are, don't, uh, wingers, I would say, first and foremost, cross the ball with, if you're Murphy and you're playing on the left, cross the ball with your left foot. It's nothing worse. It's okay at times, but stopping, checking, and then crossing it like Junior does with his right foot yeah. isn't going to be... Because Salah likes to attack the ball as soon as it's coming in. Yeah. Right? So he's getting across his defender. When if you stop and check, he stops and checks, but he's not athletic and quick where he's going to reset quickly and okay. and get back yeah. on the end of things. So I would yeah. say a left foot to play on the left and a right foot to play on the right. Go down the outside of your full backs and you've got to get crosses in or around the eight yard box. Don't cross the ball from thirty five yards. That's just a punt in the box. Yeah, get past people or if the full backs ten yards off you and you're three or four yards outside the eight yard box, bend that one in around the penalty spot. And that boy would attack it, and he'll probably score goals. You know. And would you play a, a Reed off him, or a Patterson off him, or a midfield three deeper behind him? What, what, yeah, what system do you see him? It'd be Reed or Camarasa. Yeah, me. you think that needs a, one of those a, two. A number ten. Yeah, yeah, one of those two, and then Patterson. You know, I would. I'm not sure what I'd do with uh, <laughs> Patterson at this moment in time. He's because sort of, he warrants a place in my team, do you know what I mean? He's too versatile for his own good. He, 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 he warrants a place for his sheer endeavour, work rate, and his aggression. You know, I love that. You know, I might even take him out and just rest him up a couple of games, yeah. and then put him back in. You know, and no doubt Salah will probably need need resting and need to maybe yeah. to be taken off and shielded a little bit yeah, if yeah. he adapts if yeah. he does sign to. Yeah. The Premier League. Well, I would point out that by then Kenneth Zohar will be back. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> you, know, you could play, you could play instead week. of playing two with a one ahead in midfield, you could play three dogs of war and two strikers. That's what you could do, which is going to give you far more in and around the box. Do you know what I mean? And then so you could play Patterson so. and Salah. You know what I mean? Neither of them are quick, but you are going to have a platform. One of them is always going to be a platform. You're kind of looking at the kind of pattern where you then you know, pull off to the fast stick and play a lot of diagonal balls I'm a, I'm a, I mean I haven't seen Salah this is brilliant insight that Blake has given to the listeners and the Cardiff City fans into what sort of player he is but I hope Cardiff are not getting some glorified version of Gary Medine here Blakey who's not quick and you know and the proof will be in 
the eating of the pudding. <laughs> That's not very encouraging, then, is it? Well, he scored. He scored. 13 goals in France and Medina hadn't scored in a year for Cardiff so that, that's the positive side of that I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would say he's probably a bit more mobile than Gary Medina uh, Gary Medina yeah. but you're not saying he's particularly mobile though are you? he's not an athlete I'm saying no. that to you I've said that right from the get go he's not an athlete he's just going to be an out and out 18 yard with okay. you know you're not going to get him on your halfway line up against Wes Morgan he's not going to outrun Wes Morgan you know, he's, he's he's not that kind of you know. And you think of the players from France like Lacazette struggled when they first come here, and you think of the ability, the ability those type of players got. You know, you're looking at Salah; he's not up there with that type of ability. So you have got you are. It's no point signing him and not playing to his strengths because that's not fair. No. You, and as a team, you've got to recognise that boys. Well, this boy likes to get in the box or crosses early, in behind the back four. He likes to attack the ball. That's you know you've got to sit down and plan. You can't just chuck him in there and say go on. Oh, he didn't score goals. You know what have you done to help him score goals? Simple as that. Brilliant insight. Yeah, very good stuff. Fascinating. I find that. Let's have another break then, and then we'll ask Blakey some questions. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So lots coming in, Nathan, from the listeners. This one nicely ties in uh, transfers and Sean Morrison, which you've obviously been talking about, comes from Sam Reen. He says, um, does Blakey think we need to buy a new central defender as a backup to Morrison or Bamba or Manga as well? Obviously, you throw it into that mix, Sam. Um, Especially if Morrison may be out for a while. I wouldn't wouldn't be... I would be more concerned about the full-back position. I'm not overly concerned about the centre-back position. Because, like I said, I like I would prefer to see Manga there. And you're talking if Morrison's having a procedure, you're talking what? Let's say a month. So let's just say Bamba went down, sort of went down with a hamstring. Can Connolly come in for two or three games? I'm more confident in coming in. You'd be happy with, with word, him, even my, though he's not played. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think you know unless you're going to go and spend serious dough, you're not going to get a better player than him. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have to spend serious dough and Cardiff aren't prepared to spend serious dough. They're not going to spend 15, 20 million on a centre defender. And to me, Sam, that's not, you know, the area which needs to be improved essentially. Mm. You know? There are certain and bigger I think priorities. if Bruno goes over there, it will improve. No disrespect to anybody. I just think it will improve. But essentially, I think striker, centre-back, and creativity in midfield are the three positions I would go for. I would even go for another left back before I would go for a centre back. Interesting. Well, you can see where Sam's coming from. Or a right, winger. Centre back's probably my least worry. I'd say goalkeeper, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a great one from uh, Phil Weston, which I'm sure you two will enjoy. All right, Phil. Um, how do existing squads react to big signings coming into the dressing room mid season? Did Big Stancy get a hard time back in 92 93? Hard time? What do you mean? I, 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 I guess he's, he's saying is it difficult for them to integrate? Is the No, the lads there. are great. Lads are always great. That's that's something you can say uh, when you're a new signing at a football club. Listen, every, every personality is different. Phil Stamp wasn't a big signing anyway. I mean, he was a big personality, certainly, yeah. wasn't he, in that yeah. dressing room, Blakey? Yeah. But I wouldn't, you know, he certainly wasn't a, 
somebody cost a fortune or anything. No, like I mean he came with a reputation though, didn't he? All oh, right, his reputation yeah. kind of went yeah. before him. Yeah. This SAS, yeah, tough guy, blah yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, but and he was a very good finisher, and he was known to be a good finisher yeah. in the lower leagues. So, sorry, Tom. What was the question? Paul tripped me up. It was saying to the bit to the new signings who come in in January get a bit of a hard time. But yeah, I do think you've no, they, 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 no, they don't. The lads are lads are great. They integrate you. In my day, what you'd do is we'd all grab the new player and six or seven of us would meet at the local hotel which was connected to the club and just sit in the bar and get get drunk and have a good time and you tend to see the, you tend to see <laughs> terrible <right? laughs> you tend to see the um, the real person then when the guard's down do you understand what yeah, I mean? yeah get to know so the person you, you get them a bit tipsy the and then you get to know the person and you really and then they integrate and then you've got it's funny because I mean you wouldn't do it now but Silly things happen, like you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to say any stories you <laughs> N- do. Nothing, uh, then you go in the dressing room. No, you go to the dressing room next day, you're all talking about it, laughing, joking, and the person feels really integrated. And then, you know, I used to say Colin Todd was brilliant for it because what he'd done was um, when I joined, they got re- we got relegated, and then the following season, we got promoted like a uh, brilliant promotion. And what he'd done at the start of the season, he made it compulsory for everyone, every Wednesday, I think it was, or Tuesday if we didn't have a game, to go out and eat together after training. But what he'd always, always insist on is he had to sit with different people every week. So what you ended up doing was actually really, really integrating. And I've always said it was a great tool. And if I was ever a manager, I would use that tool to say, right, because Paul spends time with Dom at work, but I guarantee you, Dom doesn't know much about Paul and his children and Paul doesn't know about Dom's missus and have they ever met. Like, and, uh, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it's good because, well, that season, I think 13 of us had children with all within, I think it was 10 months. It made the Daily Mirror. But we were saying it was because the vibe was so vibrant, happy all the time, laughing, jovial, joking, mick-taking, new players who would come in. It was just a fantastic, fantastic um, time to be as a unit. And that's important it's for Good life players. advice from Nathan Blake. I mm. love that. That's great. Mm. Uh, this one comes via Twitter from at Bluebird Gossip. He says, we've discussed this in the past, but it's a really good question for this time of the year. Yeah. Do you think Cardiff City need an experienced director of football to deal with transfers, etc.? He, he says, call well, me not any time. All on his own. Call me any time. Well, funny you say that, Nathan. Back on over on Facebook, mm. um, Ed Hopkins says, um, "Do you think that you could do a job as director of football?" Hundred percent. Of course, I could. But in I've terms got, of that role, I've got, of Cardiff, I've got, I've got uh, I understand the game. I understand what an academy is supposed to produce. I'm not concerned about you know this coach and that coach. You know the coach. Listen, if the academy is not producing players, then it's the coaching. It's quite simple because Cardiff are in a position where they've had the pick of the bunch, the cream of the crop, for an awful long time. So if you're not getting players through, look at the coaches and improve that standard. Whether you have workshops and improve the coaching or whatever, but that needs to improve. Then the 23s, right? I call it like an extended scholarship. But if you're not out on loan, I'm going to get you. You need to speak to your agent, get out, loan, get games. And I'm not going to stick you at Merthyr Tidville. You know, no disrespect. I'm not going to stick you in the Welsh League. I'm going to stick you at the likes of Newport County, Bristol Rovers, depending on level, Swindon Town. 
exiters maybe I'm going to develop that side of thing then there's the financial side of play you've got to make sure that you've got a good recruitment and scouting in place to make sure you've got a global network what about what about that side of it at the moment, especially the transfer side of it? If Cardiff had someone in that role, how much easier would we would we see these snags in these? Well, deals it takes maybe? the weight of Neil. Neil can liaise with someone, and you know I've always said though you can't have a technical director who who's, who's not aligned with the manager, right? And that comes then from up above CEO, chairman, owner. What do you want? Do you want a coach or do you want a manager? That, they're totally different, mm. right? A manager manages the club and the players and what have you. A coach just coaches, technical director brings the players in, says, right, I think that is what we need. That's how we play. That appeases our fans. That is our philosophy. So it's, you know, it's no good. It's no good me coming in as a technical director with Neil because my philosophy and his philosophy are apart, yeah? And what's gonna happen is, Neil's gonna want a certain type of player, and I'm gonna say, well, that's not gonna progress us the way I think we could for that type of money. Like, if you're asking me about Salah, I wouldn't be looking at Salah to sign for Cardiff City right now. I would be looking at more of an athletic player who can run, run channels, because we don't have much of the ball, so we need to play on a counter-attack system. Right? Until we improve our possession stats, we are a counter-attack team. So it's no point having one option striker where you just play the ball up to him. That striker needs to be able to hold the ball up and run. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He needs to give me options. So that is where the problem would lie with the technical director and the manager. And I think most managers like Neil, especially old school, that's what they're seeing, which they don't like, is when a club brings in a technical director, he then he's signing players that I don't want, which I always find a bit of a a nothing argument really, because if as long as he's signing quality, you should be able to work with it. And I know what quality looks like. Look at you, Dom. I look at you every day. Not much, <laughs> much. Do you know what podcast quality looks like? Then? That's, the, that's the big question. This is it, baby. It's compelling stuff, and you know the argument for direction of football is out there now. So many clubs are using them and getting big results out of doing so so it's got to be it, it, it's a thing of, it, it's the future yeah isn't it? it is and I, and I like I say but it's no good it's your philosophy on how you view the game have got to be not exactly the same and there's give and take on both sides that's compromise that's that's life that's business but they have to be uh, a similar like I know Cardiff City fans don't want to see Pass, pass. Do, do you know what I like in us too? The team of the top four or five? Chelsea. That is a Cardiff City model. Right. Pace, powerful. Don't want to see. One or two or three skilled technical players, but always strong, always powerful. You know, good setup, play a good system. They've gone from a, a defensive counter-attacking system to now stepping forward to... You know, pressing and count and um, keep ball, you know, and opening teams up. So they've switched from one. It's very difficult from one extreme to the other. You can't see Cardiff doing that. But as a club, as a whole, soon. what they do and what they're about, I would liken Cardiff to Chelsea. Liverpool's different. Man United's different. I would liken Cardiff to a Chelsea 
in the way the fans think and the kind of philosophy they'd accept. They're not going to accept 30 passes and then a cross. They'll accept 9, 10, but it's not, you know, it's Swansea and Cardiff are poles apart and the fans and the way they think and what they want to see. Oh, yeah. what we talked about in our terms fans of... got a lack of patience <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they don't want to see 20 or they want to see up at them fight pace power boom, boom, skill that's just traditionally Cardiff interesting stuff very mm. good well without further ado without a break we're going to get straight into our predictions and then finish with our Newcastle I'll predictions read, I'll read them out I forgot Paul's going to read them out I'll read them out for Blakey yeah go, go on, on mate short and sharp yeah Watford Leicester Watford Leicester, I'm gonna go for a Watford two one three one win. Watford. Three one. Bournemouth West Ham. Oh I'm gonna go with a two two draw. Two two. Liverpool Palace. Uh Liverpool Palace I would go one one. Ooh. Got right. points. Man United Brighton. Man United Brighton and Man U. I'm gonna go two 0 Southampton Everton. Southampton Everton. Southampton Everton. Uh, Everton off a one 0 win. Southampton on a good run. I'm gonna go Southampton two one. Southampton to win, yeah. Yeah. What for Burnley? What no, hang on, you've got Watford twice here, Dom. This should be Wolves Burnley, shouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's my mistake. I've written it down wrong. <laughs> Watford, <laughs> Watford beating. My amateur, amateur preparation for this podcast has been exposed. Well, well, the top four have been asking well, for beat teams in the league, well, and Dom's just provided we'll, it. We'll come back to that. Arsenal Chelsea? Arsenal Chelsea. Uh, I'm going to go with a 3 2 away win. I got it wrong, Nathan. This is my apologies. We'll keep this in. I'm not going to edit this out. It was it's Wolves Leicester and Watford Burnley. Right. Okay. So Watford, so Watford Burnley. Watford Burnley. Watford Burnley. Um, Cardiff. I hope that's. I'm going to go with two-one win. Watford Burnley. Rewind to Wolves Leicester. You stand at three-one. Wolves at home. Leicester. I'll go yeah no 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 Wolves Leicester I'll go it's kind of a damn here uh, 2 yeah. 1 win okay, not really significant change there Tom no. Fulham Spurs <laughs> see you later mate Derby they can't win for a love of money um, be irony now that they go and beat Spurs with Harry Kane out in it Harry <gasps> Kane now, oh my god, the world is ending! Oh, what are you going for? Uh, I thought I'm duo winning, eh? Surely. Against Spurs? Against Spurs. Spurs have been looking a bit leggy to me over the last couple of weeks. Okay. But I'm going to go with Spurs 1 0. Huddersfield managed this weekend by Cardiff City. In inverted commas, icon Mark Hudson. Well, not inverted commas, he gets icon okay. status. Okay, isn't he? Mark Hudson versus Manchester City. They get ripped apart. Nil. 19. <laughs> 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 I'm seeing it. No, I'm, uh, I'm going to go nil 
five or nil six. Nil five. And so we come to Newcastle v Cardiff. Newcastle v Cardiff. Come on, the Blues. Huge game. Big trip for Cardiff City up to St. James's Park. I'm looking forward to it I myself. I love that stadium. I love St. James's Park. I'm not, I'm not going to this one, but I love going up to Newcastle. Oh, it's just a fabulous time. Great city. Fabulous time. Great people. Yeah, fabulous time last time Cardiff were there in the Premier League, apart from the football itself. I think it was three or four. It's one of those clubs, Newcastle. It's kind of like... You know, it's so diehard football, and you just think, uh, you know, they should be Champions League. You know, they they should be another one of the ones who are challenging Champions League, Newcastle, Leeds United, all these teams. I think I'm going to start with this one. I'm you gonna, you I'm, can predict it. I don't want to predict that one. You have to predict it. Okay. The, 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 the listeners <laughs> expect you to predict it. You have to. You have to. You okay. literally have to. <laughs> they're, they're hang on to your words. Okay. So we'll start with uh, me go before on then, we Paul. get on to the real one, which is Blakey's prediction. I, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for nil-nil. Another nil-nil, Paul. You lo- nil-nil. That'll be another Could nil-nil. Could be 1-1, one, one, but I'm going to go nil-nil. I think it's the kind of game, like Saturday, Huddersfield Cardiff, I think it's the kind of game that Newcastle know they have to win. Okay. I think... Benitez yeah is so important I'm going to go unfortunately a Newcastle win what is the score 2-0 okay 1-0 2-0 I also think draw I think that Cardiff will score because I think they have to score really to answer some of their critics uh, I'd take a 0-0 I'd take a 0-0 I'm going to go 1-1 because I think Newcastle struggle for goals so they won't be able to break Cardiff down too yeah, much. Yeah, it's that Rondon man. When he's on it, he's he's handful. Yeah, if Manga's back in the centre. Well, it'll I, be, it'll, be, it'll say, be fine. Yeah, true, true. I've got to say, as we wind this up, that Salah stuff was compelling, Blakey. Well, great, great. Well, just hope he signs after I, all I, that. I watch, I watch all the football: German, Spanish, yeah. French, and I was flicking through the TV and I seen oh Nantes v Rennes. I thought. Oh, 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 meant to be so I just recorded it and watched it watched it not last night night before and uh, he was playing I wasn't expecting him playing he was playing so I was able to just watch him yeah interesting stuff and we'll have to obviously keep tabs on whether that deal will be done you can obviously follow Wales online for that you can listen to the podcast there and also subscribe via iTunes uh, but from the three of us for today au revoir it's goodbye and thanks for listening au revoir